Blog Talk Radio. The magic word is receive. Be open to receive the magic of life. You know, there are many people, like many people, you know, Annie had big dreams. 
Can you imagine that all of us have big dreams, and something in our life sometimes just comes along and just knocks us off our feet. In 2013, she was ready to write her book and start a travel business. Then she got the news that you know, you know she had incurable cancer. She received a diagnosis of death. Her whole life was put on hold, and she found herself in, in a position to have to make a decision. She says if you, if you change the way you look at things, things change. So she thought to herself, well, why not take cancer and make it as though or treat it as though it was on a real vacation, but it's really something we need to talk about because I'm not sure how you do that. So unable to physically travel far because of her health, she used the power of her imagination to visualize traveling outwardly to beautiful and faraway destinations. Sounds like a stretch, huh? Yeah, I bet. For those of you that are in this position, this is going to be some very good information. Listen to this. So within six months of her diagnosis, a death sentence, she was completely cancer-free and left with an epic story to tell. And with this experience, she found numerous people who had given up, and she made it her mission to restore the hope in others as she had done for herself who were dying to live. Welcome to the show this morning, Annie Poole. Welcome, Annie. Thank you, Daniel. It's such a pleasure to be on your show today. Yeah, you know, I as I was reading through your information, I, I this, you know, when we think about how, let's just start from the very beginning before we get to kind of what you did. Tell us about that moment, that moment that that just kind of stopped your world. Let's just start from the beginning, because folks, there's many people in the world that are actually have this disease um and and so this is a uh, uh something that touches many of us as a matter of fact i was just sharing with annie that i was doing some research online and and the u.n did some research back in 2010 that back then um 31 percent of the world now we're talking about the 7 billion people that are on the earth 31 percent of the world had some sort of cancer that's a lot of people that's a lot of people, and so I know that what Annie's got to share with you, for those of you that are, that have loved ones that are going through this, or maybe even uh, maybe you, uh, Annie. So tell us from the very beginning that that moment that that you were told that you had incurable cancer. Uh, that would be the moment um, I was in the recovery room. The uh, my oncologist had just she just performed intensive surgery on me to remove the cancerous tumor in my abdomen. And um, I saw her at my bedside, and to me I thought this was, this was good news, so I was hopeful. I thought she had something really good to share with me, and I was excited to hear it. But instead, you know, when I was barely coming to, she, she first started by saying I performed you know, the, the surgery that I performed on you was successful, and I removed your tumor. But then she got really defiant, and there was a, a look in her eyes when she told me, your cancer has spread, and it's incurable. And mm. it just hit me like a ton of bricks. So... I just looked at her with the same defiance, and I said to her, can you repeat that? Because I, didn't <laughs> think she, she, I didn't think she had the courage to say that to me again. 
So she said it one more time. It's incurable. And then she turned around and walked out of the room and left me all by myself to think about those two words. So that had a a huge impact on me. I, you know, I had one of two choices. I could have, I could have just threw in the towel and felt really hopeless. There was no one around to say, it's going to be fine, you're going to be okay. But instead, I, I just felt this huge burning passion inside me. First of all, and I can't tell you the exact words I used, <laughs> but because <laughs> I was mad. Oh, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure yeah. there were some colorful ones. <laughs> yeah, there were. <laughs> I was so mad. You know, who are you to leave me in this position? And I had no one around to comfort me. And then second of all, I just, I just determined in my mind, you'll see. And you're, you're just going to be blown away because I'm not going to die. I'm going to live. And you're not going to know what hit you because I'm going to live in the most amazing way. You know, it's interesting because um, I think in reading some of your material, one of the things that really stood out that you you said to yourself as you lie there in, in bed after she, she basically um, told you you had incurable cancer, that who, who were you to pronounce a death sentence over me? That was That mm-hmm. was something, I mean, it still runs chill bumps up my arms. It's like, who are you? Who are you? I mean, what was what were you you know were you thinking at that moment? Because I mean, that's basically what she had done. She was playing you know judge and jury at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to hear anything else from her, but that was essentially what she had done. She pronounced a death sentence over me, and I I wasn't going to take her word for it. This was not going to be the the time that I was going to die. So I I just made a decision that I was going to live. And I was going to not just live, but I was going to thrive with cancer. Mm. So cancer was going to be the very tool I would use to make myself even better than I was before. Mm. So then I, so what uh, happened? Mm-hmm. I, I started to create two lists. One of them was how I was going to look and how I was going to feel during and after my my chemo treatment. So if you can think about it, I wanted to have thick, lustrous, full, shiny head of hair and glowing, youthful, dewy-looking skin. You know, the very picture of someone who radiated vibrant health. And I wanted my blood work to be normal and my energy levels to be high and to have zero side effects from my chemo treatment. So I just wanted to look and feel radiantly healthy during this whole process. And then the second list that I created was I didn't want to have 
just an ordinary life because I'd already had for the last 30-ish, 30, 40 years, a very safe, mediocre life. And I knew what that felt like. I That's what I was moving away from. Um, I'd had a few travel experiences that were very life-changing for me. And those travel experiences really opened up the door to my dreams. So I wanted a life like that, that was extraordinary, that felt like those amazing experiences that I had on my travels. And I wanted to live my life as though I was, I was having that kind of wonderful journey. So the second list that I created was a list of all the amazing people I wanted to meet and all the amazing experiences I wanted to enjoy and all the wonderful places I wanted to go to. And I just wrote it out in great detail. And then I came to realize that if I was going to pull this off, I just wasn't in a position to do that right now because, um, as you can appreciate, Daniel, I was lying in a hospital bed and Mm. at the time I never felt more like a zero with my life about to end. So I came to realize that if I was going to pull this off successfully, I I needed to find someone that could inspire me to believe that I could really do this. So, you know um, what's that's am- when I sorry yeah you know you know what Go I find ahead. um amazing about all this is is um that you were able to find the strength to look for something that was positive and something that i mean that was so grim uh and so dark um and I think that that people have a hard time with that. And and there's a lot of information, folks, that we won't have time to go over, but she's actually writing a book. And I want to go ahead and, and direct you to her website while we're talking so you can go in there and, and learn a little bit more about Annie. Her, her website is Annie dot com. I would encourage you to go there, learn about a book. I believe that she even – you can sign up for her – a database and get a uh, uh, think the first few chapters of your book, right? Yep, that's right. It's the first eight chapters of my book. Yeah, and trust me, folks. <laughs> if you uh, if you want something to, to start you off with a gasp, her book is definitely something to read. Um, uh, I I won't tell you anything about it. You'll have to read it yourself. Any since we only have fifteen minutes left in the show and it goes by really fast, for those people out there that that have been given a death sentence, that that, ha- that have been told that they have cancer, no matter, it doesn't matter what kind of cancer it is, what were the three points that, what, what are the things that you can tell them um, that can help them do what you did? Okay. Well, first I'd like to say, figure out where you're going. You need a destination. Because mm. if you're struggling with an illness, you need to decide today that you're going to live and that you're going to thrive, and that really your life can be as extraordinary as you want it to be. And second of all, you need to you need to ask yourself, who are you? Are you just a cancer patient, or 
are you going to see yourself as a hero on your way to becoming um, that person that you want to be in your own healing adventure? Find a hero that inspires you to be that person that you want to be. And then third, I would ask, how will you get there? Just take little steps every day to strengthen your, your faith, no matter how difficult it might seem at the time. All you need to do is feed your faith in little, little action steps each day. And before you know it, the day will come when you wake up and know that what you want is something you have already. Mm. I like that. And so, Annie, what was it like to find out you didn't have cancer? What that that had to be a, a day. I mean, you you what a contrast from you you're going to die to you don't have cancer. Yeah, I'll never forget the day, Daniel. It was as, it was this imperceptible moment as though I had crossed a threshold. Because prior to that, I, I, it was like I was living in a different kind of land. And I would call it the land of the dead or the sick or the infirm. And there was this almost imperceptible moment where I had kind of crossed, crossed over a threshold. And I knew that I was back in the land of the living. And I just felt it in my whole body. And it just was the most amazing feeling. I knew in the core of my being that this journey with cancer was over. It didn't mean that I didn't have doubts after that, because I sure did. But I, you know, in the very soul of my being, I knew that cancer was over. Mm. Now, you have done some incredible things since then. Um, you've traveled to Peru with me last year. You've been to Asia. Um, I want to ask you about those things very quickly. And you have an event coming up in <clears throat> June in Vancouver to to to, disc- to share your story with people there live. But not only live, but you'll also be have the um, be um, streaming it live so people can hear it live. Tell us about your travel. Tell, t- tell people what's possible. I mean, this is the beauty of your story is that that you didn't give up, you didn't give in, uh, and you created a life that, that some people just can't seem to find their way. I mean, there's a quote that you that you have uh, in your literature. It says, faith is taking the first step when all you can see is the staircase. And, and, I, and that was by Martin Luther King. And I love that because all you could see was cancer, but you still had the faith to keep taking a step and keep seeing what was on your list and keep seeing the truth of your existence and living in the now. And this is something that I teach us. You've got to live in the now and in, in right now, not in tomorrow and right now, in this very moment, which is why I had you hold a cup because I wanted you to experience what it's like to live in the f- present moment. Surely all of us someday will perish, but it doesn't have to be today. Tell us about your travel. Well, last year I went to Machu Picchu with you, Daniel, mm-hmm. and that was uh, that was just an epic trip for me. I had this conversation with you in 2012 about going on your trip, and in the meantime yeah. I had cancer. So 
this trip was really something I had looked forward to for a long, long time. And um, I had what was interesting, if you don't, if you remember our conversation, uh, I didn't realize it was that far back. You called me asking for an interview for a book you were going to write, and mm-hmm. I said, "Why don't you go yourself and write your own story?" <laughs> Unbeknownst that all this was going to happen, and look what's happened. You know yeah. what a beautiful what wow! I mean, I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, like it really unfolded in the most amazing way, and um, I had no idea that I would be so afraid once I got to Machu Picchu. I just got to the mm. top of the mountain and was uh, overcome with huge fear. But thanks to you, Daniel, I was able to make <laughs> it to to a place where I was at least comfortable. And uh, it was a pinnacle moment that I'll never forget because I came back and my life has just not been the same. And within a very short period of time, I ended up selling my condo in Victoria and going on this another epic trip for three and a half months to Southeast Asia with an amazing man in my life. And that's where I wrote the book, um, Passport to Life, How I Overcame Incurable Cancer. Mm. And tell us about the event coming up in June. That's the event that I will be hosting to launch my book. And I'm so excited to have you there, Daniel. I'm so excited to be there. Really, yeah, it's really an, an honor and a, a delight to have you there. And um, I'll be sharing my story much more than I can say in this interview. And that's where I'll be launching my book. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just going to be an evening of inspiration and hope. And and how so how do I, they find you, Annie? How do they find the event? I mean, you, uh, as I said earlier, folks, you don't even have to be in Vancouver. You can listen to it over the airwaves because it's going to be transmitted. How do they find it? You go to my website, www.anniepool.com, and go to the event page and scroll down, and you'll see... Uh, Passport to Life, Achieving the Impossible uh, Book Launch Event. Mm. Well, Annie, I know in a short 30 minutes it's it's so difficult to get so much information out, but I, I want to thank you for being brave and, and giving us what you did. Folks, I'm going to reiterate what she said. She said the three, the three points that were important to her were you gotta, you got to know where you're going, you got to know who you are and and you got to know how you'll get there and most importantly she said take little steps every day to strengthen your belief no matter how difficult it may seem um that if she can do it you can do it and and I do believe that the human condition the human spirit is strong when we make a, 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 a resolve, when we create a resolve, an intention, and realize that sent and intentionality is, is required of us. It's required of us as human beings. But once that intention is set, we must let go of the expectation of the end result and move forward as if it is already done. And that's what she did. She moved forward as if it was already done. And, and before she knew it, she was there. She was there by taking those little baby steps. And I want to encourage all of you today that may be going through something similar, reach out to Annie at AnniePool.com. Uh, plug into her story because it's an amazing story 
uh, go to her website and get the um, the free chapters, uh, one through eight, I believe it was, that, that she's made available there, and read the first part of her story. We never got to because of the time that we had here, but I want to make sure that I say this. This journey didn't start when she was told she had cancer. This journey started when she started living her life not for herself and the things that were eating her alive inside. The things that, that were bothering her throughout her entire life manifested themselves into this epic event that changed her life forever. And, and so a lot of times we have to, this, the name of this radio show is Go Within or Go Without because th- th- we have to go within. We must, as a world, begin to look inward. We must, as a world, begin to recognize that the answers that we hold to anything that we want in life is inside of us. We have come into this world with everything that we need to strive, to thrive, and and to coexist with each other. And it's all found through a simple process of self-love, which is something I know that Annie has found for herself and for everyone around her. Annie, I want to thank you again for being on the show. Any really quick last words before we go? Yes. Sorry about that. Are you still Yep, back? go ahead. Yep, okay. yep, okay. We, got, we got four minutes. Okay. Yeah, I would just say in closing that if you dare to ask for all that you want, And if you dare to dream that it can be possible, and if you dare to believe that it can come true, all that you ask for will come true in the most amazing way possible. And I know this to be true because it's happened to me. What a wonderful way to end this show, folks. I want to thank you for giving us your time this morning. I look forward to next week where we'll have some more amazing guests. Or actually, I may just be teaching myself that day. But none, either way, please go look up her website, anypool.com. Have a beautiful, blessed day. And until next week, know if no one has said to you today, let me be the first or the last to say to you, You're a mystical man.